0: Hi, this is Chad Pfeiffer. And I'm Chris Lackey from the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast. And you are listening to Seven Land Hand. Get it.
1: HPpodcraft.com It's Seven Land Hand! Extra! Brought to you by Good Games. Like that time King Kong picked up the Coney Island Circus. It's Hand of Fate! In the restaurant at the end of the universe, Douglas Adams is drinking pina coladas. But in a cabin at the end of the world, Berantus is serving you fate. A long, cold glass of fate. Your life has been played out on the table before you, and you just thought you were here for the pizza. Ha, this is Seven Land Hand. I had a bit of a frog in my throat there.
0: That's okay. I don't <clears throat> think anyone noticed at all.
1: No, no. All right, Hand of Fate or Deals—that's the important part. Or Deals. Yeah. Hand of Fate or Deals is a fantasy adventure deck builder card game published by Rule and Make. And it's based on the defiant on Develop- um, Defiant Development's 2015 video game *Hand of Fate*. That's right. The board game just finished its Kickstarter campaign on the 22nd of June. What are we on now? 24th or something? A couple of days after it's yeah, finished.
0: Yeah, just nearly freshly finished.
1: And it was designed by mathematical madman Barantis. The game is played by one to four players and takes between 30 and 120 minutes, unless you're us playing it for the first time. <laughs> Took about two. And, of- uh, Two, a bit three hours. No. Uh Much like my marriage, it can be collaborative or combative. <laughs> or, or combative. But the good thing is, Hand of Fate's ordeals, it lets you decide.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. You You've got that. options.
1: Yeah, in marriage, there's no option. It's just going <laughs> to roll out the way it is. The game's elevator pitch reads as follows. Hand of Fate ordeals is a deck-building, choose-your-own-adventure storytelling game. Quest for fame alone or together as a group. However, you play, only the strongest and most cunning adventurers can hope to challenge the king and emerge victorious. One disclaimer before we proceed Barantis is not actually a madman. However, after thousands of press and private photographs across a lifetime, an image of his mouth has never been captured on film. Wow. Did That's, you know that, Matt?
0: No, I, you know I had no idea. Oh, check it out on Twitter. There's evidence there, for example. So all those photos we took of him. There's no uh, there's no no mouth. mouth. No mouth. It's always a scarf or his hand
1: comes up and waves (laughs) in front and it's not there. Strategic bandana. Yeah. What does all this mean to gamers today? I'm just joined by for this extra special, extra ordeal. I'm joined by Matt the Hofo Mofo Mikhail. Hello. Do you get that? The HoFo Mofo. I did. That's how they write hand of fate. That's ordeals. It's like this game and I were meant for each other. The Hofo Mofo. Anyway, yeah, so um, we're flashing through this. We've only got we only got the game just a couple of days ago. We quickly recorded a time lapse video of it, which yep. will be out and about. You're gonna yeah, put we'll put it up to Board Game Geek. Yeah. Um, if you're here for the first time uh, to listen to Seven Land Hand, I'd like to point out that you can find us at sevenlandhand.com. That's where you get all of our episodes. And you'll find us on Facebook under Seven Land Hand, which is uh, the number seven, Land Hand. And every month, top of the page, you can find a competition. you just got to put an entry in there by just that's putting it. a comment. And you can win that game. Uh, if there's a good games close by to you, and um, why wouldn't there be? They're everywhere.
2: They're you can well, get, they
1: are now. Yeah, you can get 10% yeah. off. Uh, whatever our game of the month is right now for the last week of June. That's it. It's um, Isle of Sky. And what would you say? What if a you great were...
0: game, Isle of Sky. I
1: mate. know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what would you What would you say going into a good game store to get ten percent off that, Matt? I would look really sheepish and say That's it fell one. out of the sky. Yeah, and that's your password. You can give them a nod and a weep in a sheepish sheepish kind of way. Uh, Yeah, and next month we're going to be doing Mystic Veil. So same deal
0: there. So you can pick them both up within days of each other, 10% off both of them. Amazing. Or if you enter the competition and comment with something... Yeah, something,
1: something gamer wise and yeah. yeah.
0: Well, engage the community, put yeah. in something there that we can all uh, have a little laugh at or comments on or get other people to comment on your comments and yeah. I think everyone's happy then.
1: And we laugh together, not at. <laughs> That's right. There's no mocking. Yeah, there's no mocking. Anyway, what we've got here is uh, a couple of months ago now. Yep. Do you, yeah. know, what the, do you know what the date was? Um, what, when it was about? What month? I can't remember. Oh, gee. Let's say a couple so of months ago. Um, so far in the future. Barantis, Michael McIntyre. That's the only time we're going to say those words, or maybe we say it in the interview. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, he popped by, he actually popped into the pod. Yes. He stared directly in the Seven Lander hand drinks fridge and said, It's all right, I've got my own. <laughs> so <laughs> that's you, know, right. you draw your own conclusions <laughs> from that.
0: Our first interstate visitor.
1: Yeah, into the pod. Um, and we did the interview you're about to listen to which is all about the uh the hand of fate board game as it was then it's developed a little bit more and uh mm. we've just received a prototype copy yep. had a bit of a play on it uh, so we'll be back after the interview to uh, just to give, give you some thoughts on that uh, last few hours all right yeah. Here's
0: um oh you got the
1: Barantis. yes really nice chap to talk to oh absolutely no mouth you never got to see his mouth so oh like I saw it in even real life better than
0: a ventriloquist dummy i saw it in real
1: life but. <laughs> I couldn't get, it, couldn't get it on film. No, no. Uh, Michael Barantas it is it was a fantastic guy. It was really good of him to drive all the way yeah. out to the pot. He was terrified. Remember, we don't mock so anyone. No, no. <laughs> Let's uh, listen to it. All right. Um, why did you say we don't mock anybody? We weren't mocking him anyway. No, that's right. No, he's a good Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I trust you now, Matt. What do you say about me being on there? Anyway, here's, um, here's Barantas in the interview we did just a short few months ago.
0: <laughs> Computer game, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, there.
1: You're making excuses, Matt?
0: No, I'm not making You're any excuses. You're cheating. I never cheat. Well, actually, we wouldn't be, this wouldn't be Seven land Hand if we weren't cheating during something to do with board games, right, well, though, David?
1: Uh, yeah, well, that happens a lot. <laughs> and then squabbling on air as well.
0: <laughs>
1: Michael, welcome to the show.
0: We have somebody in the, in the podcast with us yeah. who isn't us. In this lovely room. Uh, <laughs> it's got lights flashing. It's very exciting. That's just to keep you alert. Yeah, I did drag him all the way up from the, to the middle of nowhere, I have to say. Well, I found him loitering around a hotel.
1: There's only one more place to have a pod in the middle of nowhere. That's, <laughs> what, that's what the inside of a pod looks like. Well, this is what the inside of a pod looks like.
0: This is our equivalent of um, international waters where, you know, we're pirate radio out here, aren't we? Mm.
1: Well, would you like to do a formal introduction?
0: Would I like to? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. This is Barantas. What is, okay,
2: what
1: is the Barantas?
2: Barantas, basically I've never been using for years and years now Um, So uh, originally came up with it because I wanted a name that would be a bit standout This was when I was a whole lot younger, keep in mind Yeah (laughs) Like, this was in my teen years, you're rebelling, you want to be different and cool and the internet Screw you (laughs) and your names, mum and dad, I'm doing my own thing Yeah. yeah Well, and yeah, I wanted something cool for the internet, and um, basically, I tried to uh, make up a word that I thought never existed before, Yeah, but uh, as the rules go, you can't make up anything new. Everything already exists, turns Uh, out it's an old Celtic word, Okay, and I'm probably butchering it every time I say it. (laughs) And and it (laughs) means,
1: like, a knitter woman, or something like that? No, it actually
2: uh, actually means guarantee, or something along the lines of, so it's...
1: Well, that's not too bad. It could have been a lot worse since you jumped in without knowing what you were getting, right?
2: (laughs) Right. I could have some major regrets, but no, it's worked out okay.
0: (laughs) It was funny because uh, everything that I was looking at, uh, I was trying to find out, I think it was David uh, Scott that introduced you as Barantas. And I just went, right, okay, is this guy Spanish? Is this guy, uh, is that a pseudonym? Is uh, Is that his real name? I couldn't find it, your real name, and it turns out that I just had to look a little bit harder. But uh, it is actually Michael McIntyre. Yes, yeah. So that's where the Celtic thing came from. It's obviously somewhere within you.
2: Yeah, the, the Mac just popped out there. But um, yeah, problem is I can't use Michael McIntyre because if you Google that, you get the comedian.
1: Oh, you can have multiple people. You <laughs> oh, just no. have to become more than more. Than, you have to become <laughs> greater than that guy. Oh, yeah, I've never heard ahead. of Michael McIntyre, the comedian. Neither <laughs> have I. But it's a reason why I've I heard
0: think- of Mar- Michael McIntyre, the games designer, though. Dang oh, there man. you go! Uh, I think that's the reason why we put seven, the numeral seven in front of seven land hand and not the word because that way it throws us up to the top of the list. Yeah, we didn't know that was an accident
1: and it turns out to be really quite good. We're yes. upset that we didn't call it one land hand now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Actually need parenthesis land hand, I think yeah, that's the top yeah. one. So. Oh, we've
1: got hashtag seven land hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talking about internet savvy. So, what was, so you, you were getting. What were you doing on the internet then? That required a name when way back when you were oh, a mischievous when,
2: like, teen. Oh, early chat rooms more than anything. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What well, that
1: IRC? Do you remember? Do you remember that? AOL. A little bit after stuff. that for me. But. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, you get excited. I got, I got really excited one night because I ended up talking to someone from South America, I think it was, and they and I started to it was lame. And I and I learned all I learned from that was hola, hola, you know, whatever the hola. I don't know how to say yeah. it because you know, I only got told by text, <laughs> yeah. but they told me how to say hello, and I remember it to this day, and that's where I learned that from.
0: Wow, the internet bringing people together since. 19...
2: Barantas was invented. Yeah. Mm. So, do yeah. people
1: respect the Barantas name on online? Did they?
2: Um, yeah, mostly. I've got I got a lot of people who know me more as that than my yeah. names. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, it works out works out fine for me generally. Because
1: um, it said it set a panic within the pod. We thought I I don't know if I can call you like a an like a alter ego for like a whole evening. So yeah. I'm glad you, you you've gone with Michael.
2: <laughs> oh, I can go with either. I'm, I'm pretty easy. No, no, me. no. <laughs> Let's stick to Michael. No, I can go with either. <clears throat> Keep you on your toes. <laughs>
1: yeah, probably. Well, I mean, we don't need to be kept on the toes. It's hard enough. So, so you obviously you're, you're from Queensland. You grow up grow up over there.
2: Yeah. So um, from Queensland, uh, born in Toowoomba. So right. just up, is it east or north of west? It's around Brisbane. Yeah. Too. You were born there. You're, you're the guy bringing the information yeah, about I Toowoomba. I can't bring you too yeah. much. Yeah. Obviously,
0: <laughs> obviously you left there for a reason. Um,
2: yeah. Um, it's the uh death capital of Australia, I believe is it? Yes, um, oh. more death per capita than anywhere else.
1: means we've got a book if if someone books you a ticket to Toowoomba, you go like, "Oh, must be my time must be up
2: <laughs> a little bit, yeah, it's known for uh lovely gardens and flower beds yeah. and fertilized also, by human yeah. bodies and stuff like that. Now, I'd never suggest that actually happens, no, but...
1: No, no, no. Sounds like a lovely place. And uh, shout out to the Toowoomba Tourism uh, Bureau, of great friends of ours. Oh, really? Uh, no. <laughs> That's also horseshit. <laughs> so so you, how, how long did you spend in Toowoomba growing up?
2: Uh, so is was there for about 17 years initially. Uh, yeah. And then thought for university, uh, I didn't want to be in Toowoomba for university. There wasn't too much going on there. So yeah. um jumped down to Brisbane for that instead. So I've been there since. Oh, okay
1: mm. and you uh and was you were you studying something that like drove you in the direction of games design or uh
2: bachelor of games and in interactive entertainment no shit no yeah
1: <laughs> man you were ready to rock weren't you? <laughs> yeah. that was that was that was, that <laughs> was
2: the,
0: the plan the life plan was laid out for you were you one of those
1: guys that when you graduated there was just you walking across the stage just to collect the, <laughs> the certificate for that oh, or the no. degree for that
2: there's so many of us, and uh, really? almost all of us don't have jobs. Fantastic.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> oh, but you're pumping out games. We'll get to that later. Yeah, bit. we'll yeah. get to that it later. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's an interesting situation, actually. I got into the game design degree early on when there was basically game design Australia was just growing and growing, like on mm. the digital side of things. Yeah, Because up in Brisbane, we had Chrome, we had Pandemic, and like, it just looked like a scene that was set to go off. Yeah, And then there was a big like Wall Street crash in America. Everything came down. And everyone from America was like, oh, we're going to pull our companies out of Brisbane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you're all out of jobs. Yeah. And, uh, you basically need to go anywhere else for work. So, um, Happy days. Yeah. But thankfully, some good came out of it because we got things like Defiant Development, which is people who used to work for other companies that then went on to be like, we can do this ourselves. Yeah, sure. And I had enough experience
1: thing. to be able to sort of piece it together a little bit. Yeah, ex- yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, and is that, and, and, uh, you know, you're, you're working for Rule & Make, you're working with Rule & Make, you're part of the company, where, how do you fit into the Rule & Make, uh, organization?
2: Well, like, Rule & Make's a, it's an interesting little family, it's yeah. basically we're, um, uh, how would you put it? Hmm. Uh,
1: I'm... <laughs> uh, long lost cousins that, uh, aren't very comfortable sitting in the same room as <laughs> no, each no, other. For we're,
2: <laughs> we're a great family, we all get along really well, like, yeah, we're, yeah. um, we're from here and there, like, most of us centered in Brisbane, some of us are on the Gold Coast, a few people down in Melbourne. Um, I myself am basically a freelance contractor. Yeah. So um, I came to them initially with a few of my designs. They're like, oh, we like these. We would like to make these into real games. That's what so, you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, they came back to me eventually later and they're like, we've got this other thing going on. Uh, would you like to make it? So that was where the right. fake came from. So that was real cool.
1: Well, that's a good pat yeah. on the back, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah. the, you know, you can just keep throwing them ideas forever, but if they've got a project on the go and they want you to polish it mm. into shape. Mm. Yeah, you've got your uh, trust.
0: You've got your proof of concept, really, for yourself. Yeah, I think that's what it is.
1: So, was, so I mean, I, I don't want to rush ahead onto the game stuff too much, uh, too quickly. Um, so, they, they, the games de- design degree thing—that was in its infancy when you started doing it. Was that is that what you were saying?
2: Um, I think it was fairly new when I was doing it. Uh, I don't know how much in its infancy, but uh, from actually doing the course, yeah, um, I, won't, I won't name any names from where it was, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not everything seemed polished off. Oh, okay. There was a few courses they had me do where they were like, okay, so you're doing game design. Uh, So go do some interior design. Oh, Uh, right. (laughs) Just do
1: anything that ends in design, and I'm sure it'll relate. (laughs) Yeah,
2: this this art class, that's good. Um, We Mm. have a game design class, uh, but we don't know what to do in it.
1: (laughs) Noah Bradley, the artist, the the magic artist, he's very much against people going to art school now because it's almost as a thing where they... I think his point is, you know, they can teach you out of something very natural within you do you you get would you recommend someone to go to do like the degree you did or do you think there's something that spoils well
2: i I think it was definitely useful for me um i learned a lot while i was there and there was more than anything it was team building and working with other people was the Mm. most important thing i got out of it yeah um i don't know if i'd go back and dedicate three and a half years of my life to it again (laughs) it's already done it's in the bag (laughs) don't do it again i've spent it but um yeah no, I think there's I think there's enough of a community around now that you can really get that same sort of uh, how do you put it basically the same sort of learning by just going and meeting people and doing things now and yeah and just getting out there. And you can be
1: one of those game store game designs. You come in your idea. Hey, can you play test it with me? Hash it out go away, work on it, come back again, that sort of Mm. process. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
2: I think it's definitely where you want to be now, especially if you're in the board game scene, Mm. um, digital games in the head. Yeah. You, you need programming. Yeah, (laughs) of course. go Work on something like that. You need actual practical,
1: I was going to say practical skills, but there's a lot of practical skills that are game design as well. Isn't there, there's, you know, do, do you get into that like the aesthetics of it, and the um, the flavor in it, and the story within it, and the mechanics within it? There's a lot going on. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh... jack of all trades, or are you <laughs> asking a lot of friends in.
2: Um... I try to be a jack of all trades as much as I can. Um, I'm not a graphic designer, though. I'll put that out there. <laughs> First and foremost, um, I can I can draw when I need to. Yeah. Uh, but I shouldn't need to very often.
1: Yeah. Just enough to say, hey, Storyboard. artist, could you could you make this look pretty?
2: Yeah. I can explain yeah. what I need and what I think you should be doing and like how we can work together on the project. Yeah. But then I will not touch it because you're better than I am. <laughs> so that goes. But storyline stuff, writing, everything, I've been really into that for a long time. Um, yeah. My wife's actually a, a writer. She's a novelist. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Um, what sort of stuff does she write? Uh, she writes young adult fantasy. So okay. Big market. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got uh, one book published, but uh, unfortunately, after it got published, the uh, company went under. So so you can't even give oh, a shout out no. to the, the
1: book title because no one can no. get it anyway. Yeah, oh. unfortunately. Oh. So. But you wanted to shout out to Michael's wife. He, he really wanted to. I can see the look yeah. on his face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, you know, something will come along. So, I mean, David, you're, you know what that's all like. Uh, yeah. Putting your nose to the grindstone and coming up with a...
1: Fantastic um, book. An, an awesome book. Anyway. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so were game designs that you did within the degree uh, ones that you went on to actually get published or are they just the, the groundwork behind stuff or a smattering of ideas that got reused later?
2: Um, that's actually interesting. So. As part of the university course, uh, any projects we've made while doing the university course... IP of the university. belong to the university. Bastards,
0: yeah. The education department have the same thing. A lot of the stuff that I've done for them, they own it. Damn it.
2: So I have to say that nothing that I'm working on now could possibly have anything to do with... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I can see this
1: is entirely university clean. (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
2: (laughs) That's a bit of a bastard, isn't it? I mean, because you're
1: paying them a crap ton of money to get... uh, and what, what turned out to be a, a degree that where they sent you off for interior design. So they didn't really know entirely what they were doing. Mm. And then they
0: keep all your ideas as well. That's, um, it, it really seems uh, unfair to a degree that you can't... What, can you go back to them and say, look, I've got this... Uh, I want to be able to purchase back my own IP. Is that something that you could do?
2: Um, yeah, there's actually opportunities that... Like, so the university isn't all evil, like, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're there to make money. The money grabbing That's, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... Um, They do some cool stuff where they actually can go, like these projects or these things are worth moving forward with. Um, So they then support people to actually get it made and they they co-share profits and things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And they can launch careers and stuff. I I know a few guys where they've started off a particular project at uni in various degrees and gone on. That's been the business that they've pretty much paid for their lives with. Yeah. 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 So obviously new ideas. Uh, How how long after leaving uni were you... uh, like were you were you straight into a plumbing job or uh, <laughs> 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 not not to not to um, say that plumbing is easy dad was a plumber but uh, you know were you doing something else after <laughs> after uni before you started to get the games design thing rolling over
2: oh yeah so uh, straight out of uni was uh full time into working at a burger shop yeah nice <clears throat> stuff um, we've, we've all
1: been there yeah pizza was well me
0: you haven't no, done the burger no, shop. No, no, I haven't. I haven't done fast food or anything like that. No.
1: I did pizza delivery as under under grievance, and I quit when they made me wear the cap. They said, "Look, I've got to make, make you wear the cap now. You know you've gone far too long without wearing a cap." I said, "Nah, I'm out of here. Quit on the day."
0: No, proud no. of that story. No, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm in a minority or anything. No, I'm probably <laughs> definitely not in a minority, but uh, yeah, no, I just never felt that. Need. That's one thing I actually said. When I left school, there was no way in hell I was going to go fast food to China or anything oh, like that. All these burger flipping days are ahead of him, do I think Michael last where <laughs> but, he doesn't know. But I did end up becoming a, ba- a baker. So <laughs> I guess thing. I still ended up in food, but you know, it's just 10 years later.
1: It's the same thing. It's just old and world. <laughs> 10 of years
2: later, I'm not doing it anymore.
1: So how, how long did the burger flipping last for?
2: <laughs> um, that was for a few years at least. and then, yeah. From there I was under Mexican. that's a step up basically because
1: you you can be drunk while you do the Mexican can't you (laughs) like constantly in my experience of going into Mexican restaurants the staff are drunk and they encourage you to be drunk so no one notices (laughs) I'm just saying (laughs) everyone's on the
2: same level then
1: just a generic comment uh, (laughs) observations that's not true, is it, Michael? Well, in, in I, don't, your... I,
2: don't, I don't know. I don't know what I could comment on with that one. I think all the staff <laughs> I worked with were lovely. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, we've never
1: know. been sued for anything before, no. so if you can what? lift
2: our if you can lift our game a little bit, that'd be great. <laughs> you, want, you want to hit that level? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that list of Disney things you can't mention? <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, that, but no, the um, Mexican place was great fun. Was so
1: I'm imagining there's a job somewhere where you ended up doing it whilst slogging away at uh, some games designs and submitting like mad to many places or was rule make like the the first first place you went to
2: <laughs> so now rule make wasn't my first one yeah the first one was uh first one was literally a crazy man's idea so this is this is while i was working at uh at the mexican restaurant yeah um and basically i I'd, I'd come up with some friends over a role-playing session and be like oh i think i could i think i could actually make a board game like, yeah like this is worth doing i've been mostly trying to work on digital stuff like i built things in unity and unreal so that, engine, was, the, but, that
1: was that was at the design it was the that was the intention was to use the games design degree as a electronic games? Yeah, electronic okay. games initially, yeah. Because
2: yeah. apps were the big thing at the time. Yeah, like, definitely, yeah. I mean, they still are, but mm. the market's so flooded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it came a bit late. But um, getting out of the video game scene, moving into the board game scene, because that was all starting up, because like early days of Kickstarter back then, basically. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it was like, oh, there's some real potential for this. Uh, so I started working on a game which was based around the fact that you'd be a couple of... Uh, like role-playing guys sitting together at a table, but then you all start to backstab each other. Okay, because um, you yeah. know how you get that one guy's like, "Oh, I want the biggest share of the loot." So, you know, he'll sure hit.
0: because I did the most work, and uh, actually, you,
2: you know, you did nothing. But I was gonna yeah, see, I know what the, you mean. He's the rogue who gets to the loot first, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, what do I have to roll to, to put it in my cloak while no one's looking?" <laughs> and everyone at the table's like, "We can hear you," and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> you can't see what I'm doing." Yeah. So I was like, that's a that's concept that always comes up in the role-playing games." So yeah. basically that party who's working together to try and beat the goals and then decides, you know what, I don't, I don't think that I like the rest of you as much <laughs> as uh, you think you like me.
1: So, so it's tra- like a trader mechanic sort of thing in the game. So you're collaborative for the first stage of the game and then there's trader elements within it, that sort oh, of you're thing. Right.
2: You're, you're betraying from the get-go. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so uh, you try to work together in order to like, succeed at goals, but then almost straight away you're trying to like Slip things into a basically a pile of cards. No one knows where they've come from. Okay, uh but you all know that you put some cards in. It's like, have we succeeded or failed? Someone made us fail, but that design's a while back now. Um,
1: yeah, who's the, who's the crazy man then that started it?
2: Oh, uh, it's it's not the crazy man yet. I'm the <laughs> crazy man. <in> this <laughs> it's persisted with it. Go on, because it built from there. So I started off with the first iteration, second iteration, like kept working at it, working at it, and eventually I was like. You know what this really reminds me of is working in an office. So, sudden, complete shift in how the game oh, works. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, the narrative
1: from. of the game felt like working in the office. Yeah, it, yeah. it
2: suddenly became more like working in an office. And um, if you guys are familiar with Rooster Teeth at all...
0: Yeah, yeah. Rooster Teeth, they do Red vs. Blue. Yeah.
2: Okay. Right. Yeah, um, like a whole lot of like yeah. top quality web content now. But uh, for some reason, I was like, this is something that they could use. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. I think I was working a lot of late nights. <laughs> uh, to the, the list bride. of excuses, John. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for the next couple of months, I converted the game over to uh, something that would be based on their IP yeah. and then tried to sell it to them.
1: That's pretty Well, that's ingenious. <laughs> that's, that's not too bad though, right? Because you've got something you've been working on and you give it a bit of a twist. Because yeah. it's that first game, first book, first whatever. It's the foot in the door, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Clearly you were more than just a fan. You were their number one fan. <laughs> a crazy number one <laughs> fan.
2: <laughs> I wasn't quite that obsessed. I was obsessed enough to think that I could build a board game for them that they take for some reason. No. But Didn't,
1: no. been washed, no interest.
2: I have never heard back.
1: Never heard back.
0: Oh, yeah. they're sitting on it. They've probably you. <laughs> you know, they've got your initial concept letter there and it's just stewing, waiting because they've you know, they've gone on to bigger and bigger, bolder things themselves. So yeah. actually, you know, um, board game design is probably the next thing they're waiting for. You have to send them a letter and go,
1: hey, you know, dig through your slush pile. I'm at the bottom there, you know. Yeah,
2: they actually ended up making a card game, like a okay. physical card game. It's nothing like what I sent them, so that's great. Yeah, yeah. So that means they never looked at it or they just oh, Or they did it, so. <laughs> and
1: they thought, that's too complicated for us. Yeah. yeah. So what was the first game that, that hit the shelves?
2: Oh, so I haven't got anything on shelves yet. So oh, you uh, haven't got anything on shelves yeah, yet. Yeah, you guys are you oh, guys are we're getting jumping in ahead. before any no, of that. This is
1: fantastic.
0: We were uh, this is this is pre Kickstarter. This uh, is pre yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Of, yeah, oh that's right. Let's not uh, tie ourselves down to when when we're talking. Yeah, that's right. This this conversation could have happened at any time. Absolutely. But it's probably happening past. at we have the a time. time machine. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's uh, hand of fate.
2: Yeah, yeah, so that'll be the uh, that'll be the first one coming out.
1: Man, and you've went and you've got miniatures as well. Yeah, so because uh, we're staring at it now, by the way, listeners. Yeah, yeah we're, we're
2: looking at the fir-
0: at the what the final almost final prototype. Uh, so
2: this is a production prototype. Production
0: prototype. Okay, so this is okay. this is pretty much this is what you're going to get. Yeah, so
2: yeah. this is this is coming from a manufacturer for us because um, basically we needed to make sure that we had a copy of the game that was good enough to show the guys who we're making it for. Because yeah. um, right, so yeah. to, to put it into a bit of a staircase. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. I'm making this for rule and make. Yeah. Rule and make are making this for defiant development. <laughs> right. right.
0: <laughs> Man. And defiant development are the ones who hold the, uh, the IP because they're the digital ma- uh, producer. Yeah. So yeah. They're the okay.
1: Of, of hand, and f- hand of fate. Of fate. And, hand of fate. Yeah. Okay. So is hand of fate or deals, the ordeals bit is the, the signature bit that makes us the board game. Yeah. So that yeah. makes it
2: the board game. Um, that and the fact it's a physical item, not a video game. Yeah, that as well, yeah. That's a very clear difference. I had one person get confused when they could touch it. Yeah. yeah and they are wondering what's going on.
1: <laughs> They'll figure it out. I mean, after a couple of hours, you'd start, you know, doing things. All right, well, tell us a bit, how's, how's Hand of Fate ordeals come about? Because, uh, you know, Kickstarter's on when this interview will get aired, so people want to know about it. What, what, are we, what are we looking at?
2: All right, so you want another crazy man story? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We love yeah. the crazy man stories. Cool, sir. So, uh, a little bit after the Mexican place, I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. working in a computer shop. So I jump jobs. Uh, yeah, more, yeah. But I like jumping jobs. Um, I enjoy different things. Um, and uh, through the grapevine, me and some friends, we've heard about the fact that Defiant Development are looking at making a board game at okay. some point of this. So that's been like in sort of the Brisbane game culture. Everyone sort of knew a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm working the front counter. Some guys come in to pick up their rigs. I'm like, oh, these are all like pretty high quality, pretty high these end, are, like, yeah, gaming yeah. sort of things. Mm-hmm. I wonder where these guys are from. I was like, "Oh yeah, we're from Defiant Development." I'm talking to them. I'm like, "Hello,
0: <laughs> really?" Right. Eyebrows go up.
2: Yeah, because um, you know what you guys want when you walk into a store to buy some computer parts—a pitch across the counter. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want. Yeah, you know, that'd be all right. I mean, it's obviously worked out for them. They—that was the foot in the door.
2: No, no. no. Okay, no, okay. Never so, heard back. Never heard back from those. Never seen those guys again. I want to talk to them again now. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. After I told them about that, they actually thought it was uh, quite <laughs> funny. One of them was like, oh, we got that email. Yeah. Oh, actually, I sent it off, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's good to see how things happen
1: behind the scenes, isn't it? And it's like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's,
2: but it's what
1: an opportunity. And you went for it. I mean, so, a lot of people oh. say elevator pitch, bang. That's how it all, how it all started. So it Some would been. say
0: that that's actually the hand of fate. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You so how it, like for that or yeah, <laughs> no. We'll insert one later.
1: So how did you get how did you get in touch then? Because the crazy man stuff isn't isn't working for you, is no, it? No, the crazy man stuff. It happens. Like, <laughs> yeah, you take there's every no payoff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: But uh craziness stuff didn't pan out in that situation. But uh later on, like Ruler Make, so they're the Brisbane group who I'm working for now. Yeah. Um basically I have a friend uh Brennan Evans, who's the designer of Skywood. Mm. um close friends went to university together so you know degree degree's not all bad yeah (laughs) it made friends yeah um so like him and i hang out we prototype games we play games together and uh he meets some guys talks to rule and make they like his projects and i'm like i'll talk to them as well we get to chatting and like initially there's a couple of my games that they're interested in um i help them out at pax a few different things like that uh and eventually they come back to me with so we heard that at some point you were building like deck building games because yep. uh, I really like deck builders. Um, I've got a few in the works, but this is the big one that's happening. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you always have a few in the works, basically. That's it. Um, but yeah, so they were they came to me and actually went, so I know we have some of your other stuff also, but first of all, would you like to make Hand of Fate? And I'm on the phone um, quietly freaking out and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fanning my <laughs> face and being like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I managed
1: that. Well, just before we move away from that deck building comment, um, I, I was always I thought that when a new game designer, if you're a game designer and you're starting out, you kind of, did you plan the cost of the end game and think things like, well, Deck Builders is just paper and probably easier to print. I don't have to think about minis or lavish boards or all that sort of stuff, so I've got a better chance of getting published. Does that sort of thing come into mind, or are you just, are you just like an open palette kind of guy, I'm going to do whatever?
2: Oh uh that that'll really depend on what the project is but yeah um if an idea comes to me i want to roll with it but, okay yeah. um deck builders it turns out are really expensive yeah because um let's imagine you have a deck that's 90 cards big yeah about three copies of each card in the deck so that's going to be 30 pieces of individual art mm. uh you try to yeah, get a yeah, yeah. lot maybe <laughs> it'll find totally out. rock yeah. Yeah, yeah very quickly that that price jumps up a whole bunch so like right. manufacturing cost wise like production line it. Fairly cheap to make. Yeah. Unless you're throwing in minis, which... (laughs) Yeah. Hey, (laughs) Hand of Fate's uh, got minis. Pops Uh, up again. And they... uh, Man, I'm really liking the minis for this. We'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. um, No, with the the deck builder, I basically I was playing out the deck builders and I was really enjoying them. I was like, I'd love to do my own spin on this. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. But I just wanted to try making a deck builder that was my own thing. Um, Take my own spin on it and see what I can do with it. Um, This all actually goes back to the rooster teeth game uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that mad idea because that one was originally it didn't start as a deck builder and just grew into one it was like, okay yeah. oh that's that's weird how's that happened um that's
1: designed for you though right <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah you gotta roll with what what comes to you and mm. like when you start moving into a place where the game starts to feel good and play right then you want to stick to what that's doing and funnily enough, it was a deck builder there yeah yeah
0: <laughs> the um the difference between uh, you know trying to find art assets for a deck builder where you're trying to find original pieces of art and going to um defiant and looking at their assets, how much cheaper did that make the process
2: oh so um for hand of fate originally we we're looking at all of Defiant's work, so they've given us a baseline to work from so mm. they've got a huge asset library like they have some really good artists on stuff there, yeah, mm. like the game is absolutely gorgeous they've got their 3 d models and everything going on but um, we're going to be doing all fresh stuff for this, so yeah, right. Yeah. We're <laughs> okay. borrowing some looks, we're borrowing some ideas, but um, basically, as much as possible throughout, we're going to be doing like new, fresh looks. Um, yeah, because Hand of Fate. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to play it yourselves, but um, it's it's a gorgeous game. But a lot of the artwork in it is this uh, black and white lithographic style, um, like hard etched sort of looking. Yeah, yeah. I know,
1: what, I know what you mean. Yeah,
2: and um, for the board game, like we need to be a little bit more splashy because. In uh, in Hand of Fate, the original digital game, you get dropped into the world and you actually go in. You get to fight guys in real, like sort of real time. <laughs> that kind of uh, Arkham Asylum, um, Assassin's Creed type game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. in a board game, we tried to fit it in the box and just the first guy didn't come back out. Unfortunately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what's 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 the story of Hand of Fate and where is it set?
2: Oh, so um, okay, so Hand of Fate is set in a... oh. How would you put this? So the initial game, a lot of the story is sort of fed to you as you play it. Okay. And the um, location is sort of nondescript in a way. Mm. Um, You know you're in a cabin at the end of the world past the 13th gate. Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: I've only been to the 10th, so I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be familiar with that. I'm but still uh,
0: struggling to get past the 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: not a lot of people let Matt no. through any no, any no, kind no. of entranceway.
0: No, not now that my wallet's stainless steel. They just won't let <laughs> me through the metal detector. So you're
1: in an abstract kind of world, or there's, uh, is there elements of the world that you're in that are uh, familiar with? You know, cause I'm, I'm looking at the characters on the box here, and it looks like half of the box says, says D&D, and then there's a, a girl with a gun on the other side of the box. So it's like... What's going on here?
2: Yeah, so um, well oh, the box for Hand of Fate Two, um, a little bit of the characters are actually sorry, ordeals. I mean, Hand of Fate Ordeals. Yeah, a little bit of the characters are from Hand of Fate Two. Uh, so you guys are actually seen a bit of a sneak peek to the oh, cool because that's in development. Out, yeah, oh, one, all right right. Yeah, yeah um, that one's not quite out yet. So, um, so in the game, it is uh, it is in a fantasy world, uh, and you you as the player are um a adventurer or hero who's found themselves sitting at a table playing the game of life and death
1: ah cool so makes front- sense for this gorgeous board that we're looking at all yeah. right
2: so in the actual hand of fate game itself you're sitting at the table and across from you is the dealer yeah which is voiced by just oh you'll have to listen to it at some point <laughs> uh he's he's magnificent i think it's um it's anthony scordy mm. yeah um he does a few things voice work here and there but oh he's absolutely brilliant he's your He's your narrator and your guide through the game, but he's also the villain. So All he's right. the guy you're up against. He he wants you to die. Yeah. And this
1: this sounds like this. Is there going to be like a an iOS kind of iPod kind of plugin that will go along with this to have any of those elements come in?
2: Oh, um, I, I wouldn't. Is be that sure a bridge, that bridge too point? far at the moment? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Oh, I just that would be cool. Couldn't tell you how much I would love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. But if you want to play a, if you want to play a digital version of the Hand of Fate board game. Uh, funnily enough, there's going to be two of them. Like, it's called Hand of Fate and Hand of Fate Two. <laughs> okay. So, like, um, Hand of Fate itself, like just Hand of Fate
1: know, Ordeals. Maybe we should just call the board game Ordeals for now, so we know what we're talking about, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, I'm thinking, is it, is it the uh, board game? Is it the electronic version? Electronic game, yeah, yeah. No,
2: that's no problem. Um, but I was actually going to say about the digital game. Yeah. Um, so, if you haven't seen too much of it, uh, you do actually get sat in front of a basically a board with a set of cards laid out in front of you. Yeah. Because uh, it uses a bit of a rogue-like mechanic. Um, so if you know roguelikes at all, you're dropped at the start of a dungeon with very little. And as you explore through, you're like sort of fighting against chance in the game itself to build your character to get to okay. the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're replicating that in the board game version, but, uh, it does have these sort of like card mechanics, a little bit of deck building stuff in it, but, um, taking a different direction from it basically. Um, and we are building basically our own version on that, you know, with Defiance Blessing, of course, they're sure. signing off on everything and. the, yeah, I'm very pleased with it. So well, it's it's going to go. gonna, it's
0: gonna be mutually beneficial for their brand. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, well,
1: yeah, should plug yeah should plug their game as well, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh man! Like so, I mean, Hand of Fate's already gone real well. Yeah, yeah. And people are so keen for Hand of Fate too. Like I for one, like I was a fan of Hand of Fate beforehand. Mm-hmm. So like this is sort of getting to work on something you love and making something new that you love out of it. Yeah, so that's,
1: it's incredible.
2: Yeah, it's very exciting times for me. But um,
1: So in the board game, we, are, we also are also sitting down at this table. Yep. And how, what are, we, how are we playing it? What is, what is the, how does the game go? All
2: right, so we are calling uh, Hand of Fate Ordeals, or just ordeals as we'll call it. Yep. Simplify things. Yeah. Um, it is an adventure deck builder. So uh, you've got your regular deck building aspect. So if you start off with a poor quality deck and you want to buy new cards, put them into your deck and improve... the quality of your draws each turn to get better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, in the center of the board, we have a roguelike situation where you're dropped into the town at the start with very little, and you need to go out and explore in order to... uh, Improve your deck. Improve your deck, buy new cards, um, interact with locations, fight monsters, and uh, generally try and work your way through up until you can uh, defeat the royalty. Because Hand of Fate's all about regicide. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So
1: So that's the goal of the game?
2: The goal of the game, yes. Yeah. um, there'll be a jack and a queen and a king. Yeah, uh, You won't quite know who they are at the start. They're revealed to you as you play. The, um, so
1: the, the people that are playing are the jack and the king and the no, queen? No, no. So the, oh. uh,
2: the players themselves, you'll be heroes. Yeah. Uh, who have... Uh, I don't know how much we can give away about the the storyline of it yet. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, Hidden. <laughs> but uh, to some degree, you're a little bit press-ganged into being forced to play this game. Right. Because right. um, the the game of life and death as it is, is not just a game, it's a it's like a mystical item that exists Okay. that normally draws from the memories of the people playing it to make them relive their worst experiences. <laughs> right.
0: so. I don't know. For some reason, that, that reminds me of um, uh, one of those Pirates of the Caribbean movies where they're playing uh, Liar's Dice oh, or something Lies like Dice. that. Yeah, where if you lose, then you end up press-ganged into the crew. Yeah, you're stuck on the ship. So, along, or or otherwise, you get set free. So, yeah, it okay. kind of sounds a little bit
2: that ish yeah so there's there's a physical game which has magical properties yeah. which in turn can actually affect the world around it so yeah it does kind of have that same feel to it as that nice mm. except you don't end up with like a squid beard and <laughs> barnacle face oh, more's the shame yeah
0: so you have
1: uh miniatures within the game i guess the, that's the players that are playing the game is it the four different colored ones yeah so and there's you got yeah
2: four different ones um just putting it out that these aren't the, the final copies that you're looking at now. Now, this so. is really
1: interesting. As Matt and I were yeah. saying off-air, uh, it's really interesting to see these are the... Uh, the you were saying that these are 3D-printed. 3D yeah. Um, but prototype level, there's different levels of them, or, but it, you can just tell. And they're kind of softer and like more porous, and it's like really interesting to uh, just see something like this. Obviously, yeah, you can see the by the beam on your face, it's pretty cool to get them done as well oh, for a game.
2: Yeah, it's it's real great to see. Like So a little bit of a dream if I think if you're a game designer sort of like oh I'd love to have a board game with minis in it yeah yeah, absolutely and straight up game. I've got a board game with minis so yeah fantastic um,
0: just ask the guys at cool mini or not I mean that's all their games so. <laughs> a mini or something
2: uh, so, so you
0: got you got four characters you're saying yes
2: yeah, so there'll be four characters um three of them everybody knows about uh one of them that you're looking at people don't actually know about so okay well my...
1: we, we couldn't spot the difference uh, we had, wouldn't so. know yeah
2: that's all good well these four are actually carbon copies of each other we'll have Four individual miniatures. Oh you know, yeah! By the end of it, so um, cool. Yeah, thankfully, yeah, you can't be spoiled too much. But um, <laughs> and yeah, there's for,
1: a and there's a big dude.
2: Yeah, the big dude. That's uh, that's the king of skulls. So he's ah. a familiar face from Hand of Fate One. Is um, he the guy in
1: the box there? Yeah, he's the guy yeah. in the
2: box there uh, with the big shield and the sword. So yeah, he's a lovely gentleman who's sort of one of the top tier enemies you fight in the original game. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's he's hell the first time you fight him. Let me tell you. <laughs> Um, so we get to, we get to bring them back in this. So you're going to see a lot of familiar faces from end mm. of fate one in this. Um, because in, in a way you're, um, you're sort of reliving the ordeals, uh, of what happened in the first game, but from a new perspective.
1: Yeah. I get what you mean now. I see what the habit the word ordeals works for the, for yeah. the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is the, you know, like, the you, you, is there any uh, plans for as it hits Kickstarter or if it's on Kickstarter now, like stretch goal stuff? Have you, have you already started planning that? Do you have to, des- you know, we'd be designing that ahead of time, wouldn't you? To yeah, so, fit it um, in?
2: A lot of the gameplay stuff, we try and have the idea mapped out for the design before we get to stretch goals. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, obviously stretch goals, like getting those funds coming in, being yeah. able to hit the stretch goals will let us fund making it. So, like, you know, you get about 90% of the way, you're like, we're sure this would work. Yeah. Um, if we had the time and the development cost, we could actually do this. Yeah. So that's why that's why Kickstarter is so important. It helps us like yeah, push across sure. that line and actually get to the place where we can have those um, extra parts of the game for you. But yeah, we have a few things in mind. Um, oh, cool. i one. am hoping more minis for one thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be <laughs> um, great.
1: So who's doing the minis for you? Someone's uh, ZBrush uh, a magician somewhere. It's, oh, okay, so
2: the um, oh, there's a lovely gentleman by the name of. Uh, Greg over in America, so yeah. um, what we've done is, so Defiant being a 3D game, um, there's yeah. whole process to this, so yeah. um, they have the original models, so yeah. they pull those out of the game for us, send them through, and then we get those, and we can pass those 3D models along to uh, our digital artist who we have, who's been putting them together for us, Yeah. he does some touch-ups, uh, make sure that they'll work for us, and then he actually does a digital stress test. Okay. Which I think it's super cool. I didn't yeah. know about this. So this
1: is to test whether the bits will snap off. Yeah.
2: If it yeah. snaps, if there's <laughs> bending points, if a sword's too long, it'll end up going all. You know, hey, get that crappy yeah. sword, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, On to... the mo- on the miniatures, not you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're really um, unhappy with the game when you open the <laughs> box. You can get
1: that as well. <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like,
0: yeah, the game is impacting on you in a whole different way. Hmm.
1: So it's what my wife tells you not to buy any more board games.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, we got these 3D printed up by a company called Shapeways yeah um who are really cool like, yeah yeah I, I mean the quality of these have come out of is amazing to me that especially at the speed they come out in like <laughs> yeah. 3d printing is like mind-blowing in a oh, way it's
1: fantastic and it's opened the door for like really accessible cool art and really t- detail as well yeah and yeah
2: things you couldn't physically make previously either because yeah you get objects sitting inside objects that couldn't, <laughs> couldn't be built inside those objects unless yeah. they're built around them. Oh, so, sweet madness but yeah these have turned out great but uh, eventually we'll then take the models on from there get them injection molded and pull like mm. pull. resin or uh we're looking at plastic at the, plastic at the mm-hmm. moment um i'm not 100 percent on the details yeah, like, yeah. as i was saying before i'm the uh i'm the design guy yeah yeah, yeah. We need this. so we
0: how much need... of it that, that's an interesting question then. how much at what point do you sort of step back and just let the the, the production team take over
2: okay so um like as i said before but again like <laughs> there's a lot of befores here yeah but um with the rule make family we're um we're really close knit so we've got a lot of people working on a lot of different things together so uh, for me i'm building the design of the game so what the cards do how the yeah. players move around and everything we take along to development days with rule and make and we all play it and we talk about it um but then from there the the artwork is um is being done by someone else yeah. Uh, but I'm in close contact with them. I chat about them, what it'll be. Cause I'm sort of the in-house hand of fate expert. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, you should be right. You'd <laughs> be the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, they, they like the digital game as well. Like they've seen it, they've played it. Like they obviously like it enough to want to make a game of it as well, but I'm the guy who they come to, which is like, so how should this feel or how should this look? Um, and I can chat to them about that and they go from there. So, um, as far as your question goes, like the art, uh, it's all done by someone else. The miniature design a oh, lot by someone else. Who, and
1: give a shout out for the artist as well. Oh, yeah. Local guy.
2: Oh, yeah. He's actually a local guy from uh, Perth. Perth. Ian O'Toole. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he's not just the artist. He is the artist and graphic designer. Oh, all right. So um, he does everything in the wheelhouse. So So he did this board so this as well. Is his, and the board
0: looks, looks
1: phenomenal. It looks amazing. And the cards are so cool as yeah. well. It's, uh, i made no point in referencing uh, the book. There's a novel that I've read that I really love and it <laughs> <that> reminds <laughs> me of that. Uh, yeah. But just Ta- oh, that's it, it. Came to me. The tales of the brothers Grossbart. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just like I mean, it might not have any connection to that, but it has a flavour for that kind of uh, yeah. for world.
0: But looking at it, the, the just the board itself, it looks like the board has a tale to tell of its own. It's you know, there's all this uh, distress down in a, in a
1: pub somewhere, and yeah, like a, the, a fantasy. You know, lots pub, of distressed cards
0: world. that are ripped and torn, It just. It, it just has this um, feel that okay, there's aged a whole feel. story behind mm. the board that you just want to find out about. That's yeah, so it. So you, you don't get a lot of like aged
1: aged feel boards. Everything's usually comes out pretty just brand stained. spank and new, like polished look, doesn't it? So it's it's nice to have a, a bit of character to a board look.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and definitely what we're trying to do there is the the game itself is it's a physical thing. It's sort of almost like a living entity in a way. Mm. Um, Cause it's, it's got its own power and it sort of wants to do its own thing. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, we, we couldn't make the game without making the board feel like a living part of it as well. Um, and, and I mean, Ian's really done that in a fantastic way. Yeah. Again, yeah so. It's
1: beautiful. I'll have to get Ian on Matt. Yeah. i to think invite we'll him on.
2: That's
0: a, uh... Yeah, a priority, David. Yeah. So to ask him, ask him
1: what it was like working with Michael. <laughs> yeah, exactly. get all the, the dirt and the goss. And, what? Where's the um, name on the, the box, Michael? Seeds. I can't see. You know, hand of
0: fate ordeals, and a big white bold print underneath it. I see defy it down in the corner there, yeah. and I also see rule and make, which I I I think the rule and make symbol now is synonymous with fine china. It's the kind of thing you'd expect to see on a uh, you know a nice plate.
1: It is. It looks like something you'd, you'd <laughs> on the bottom of your teacup. You would turn yeah, it up, exactly. And the rule that's and make what teacups. it looks like.
0: So it's a very dignified. That's um, very.
1: That's a, a, a Seven Land Hand original idea. If Rule and Make want to bring out teacups, so uh, we'd, we'd like a, we'd like a cut of that, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a
0: it's almost like a it's like a watermark almost. It, it's very, it stands out. It's very. Um, are man. you getting your name on the box, though, uh,
1: Michael? Or are, uh, they still, no, um, are, are they still going, Berantis? What, Really? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, no, uh, like, a lot of the stuff we normally put the designer's name on the front of, but, um, yeah. like, since this is really, like, hand of fate or deals needs to stand out on its own. So, like, I mean, I'll be in the book. I'll be somewhere else. Yeah. It's, not, it's,
1: it's like not- you're a ghostwriter for a board game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on well, the last
0: page down at the bottom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's not really my priority on this one. Like, I just, I just want to make sure this is the best project that it can be. I mean like I get to talk to people about it. I'm enjoying make it and everything. Sure. Like, yeah, I don't need to be stapled on the front of it. Like mm. I like that right now, like this box art's very close to finished. Yeah, it's beautiful. It stands out. It doesn't it doesn't take away from anything. Like the Defiant logo and the ruler make logo, they're nice and sort of tucked away in the end. Yeah, so, yeah. Like we're letting the game stand on its own. Um, we don't really want to push like, oh, made by this person and like published by this sure. person and um also this person uh, they looked at it twice because uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you get the names strapped all over the front of things yeah, yeah. and it can really take away from that visual feel of it and I think that right now with how gorgeous it is I don't want to touch that yeah, uh, yeah.
1: no no it's also one of those things, uh, you know, uh, later, later down the track, you know, it's like a novel. With if, if the author's name is bigger than the title of the book, you know, you've, you know, you've made it to a different level as well. So having your name on a, the, the three games down the line is probably going to sell it, you know, because these all go so successfully for you.
0: Yeah, what else has this, uh, has this guy done? And they'll go back and they'll look at your back catalogue and say, oh, well, there's a guy this Hand of Fate ordeals. Yeah. Uh, let's check that out. So, yeah.
1: If, if Michael can't do it, we'll have to, you know, settle for Bruno or Eric M. Lang or like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right so you so you're, you're you're leaving perth tomorrow you're flying back straight to to queensland or have you got somewhere other other cons or shows yeah, to do
2: uh, back to queensland um, <clears throat> yeah. back to what's basically another country almost, <laughs> yeah it's like the the stretch in between i gotta say it's so. um <laughs> it's taken more out of me than i would have thought um i mean it's only a two-hour time zone gap but oh
1: yeah, yeah. but it's a, it's a long way yeah for because this this goes internationally like you know we've got people riding in from all over the world yep. so um yeah people yeah it's no point in trying to explain it you know just try and put your country inside of out of australia and then you get the kind of vibe that michael's talking about here that's it's it. uh yeah. and you probably have to go what via sydney or melbourne so you got oh, like no, we got direct direct oh, yeah. nice, wow i didn't even know Perth offered those kind of features.
2: Yeah, <laughs> neither did we when we were looking at the place, <laughs> It's a surprise. It's go, well, we're not get...
1: flying out to Perth. Hang on, we can go direct. Oh, I'll side it. We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, funny. it's easier to get to Bali than it is to the other side of the country. Yeah.
1: So you and you were out here for Wabacon and that that all went really well.
2: Yeah, for Wabacon, which was the, it was a really cool little convention. It was this little tight knit group of people. Yeah, uh, like I think it was only 120 people there. Yeah, everyone seemed to know each other, and like you just had people walking through being like, "Oh, I want to play this game," and then like three people would walk over, like, "We'll all play it." I'm just sitting there like, this is really cool. Yeah, and nice like, and so, so we haven't. So
0: David and I, we haven't been before, oh. but is is it the kind of thing where there are I don't know guest presenters? I did see that rule and make were. Were one of the uh, sponsors, the sponsor. and also Chaosium was another sponsor, so yeah,
2: I think uh, which um, was interesting. Yeah, there was like four or five sponsors for it in the end. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't name all of them off the top of my head, unfortunately. But um,
0: so, what was their involvement? Just sending representatives to
2: um, demo
0: games? Is that what they were doing? Or? Basically,
2: a little bit of a uh, little bit of donations, a little bit of funding, as far as I understand. So, yeah. um, we had a lot of uh, board games that to give away. Well, Wabba had a lot of board games to give away, which is really cool they did all these raffles and everyone got all excited every time um, yeah. <laughs> oh there was the last guy who got a prize he got a uh, he got ticket to ride 10th anniversary edition yeah right it was his first time ever coming along to anything that Wabba has ever put on and like he was almost oh. crying by the end of getting it <laughs> 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 oh, that's good oh, it i'd like to i'd
1: like to think that someone gets that every month when we have the board game giveaway Oh, and on off this episode, you're going to be able to get a... I'm really chancing now that we're all going to line this up properly. we will be able to get Skywood rule we'll makes uh,
0: Yeah, well, you know. let's hope that it all comes through. It'll be but on this episode. I'd, I'd hope that people cry themselves to sleep if they receive one of our Seven Line Hand badges. Oh, well, that gets me to <laughs>
1: two of the last things I want to talk to you about, Michael. We've got... You, Chris, you're in the house. You get a, uh, a Seven Line Hand badge, but you can actually see them and choose and them. Geez. And oh, you wow. can get to choose from a hot gar badge... A classic Hypermagic nerd badge, which is, you know, there's only about four left. Uh, uh, this is a random one that Matt made up, uh, the, the Charging, charging Badges, badges podcast, or <laughs> and just a straight-up advertising tool uh, badge. And uh, these are
0: all 100% handmade, I have well, to say. Well, no,
1: they're not. These ones aren't.
2: All right, I didn't make what that would you, one. What I do you want to go ones. for, Michael? Oh, they're also gorgeous. I know. Yeah, yeah it's
1: difficult. I to like pick. the hot garbage just features because it's got a flame on it. Yeah, uh, Hub No badge is a nostalgic classic. Uh, the Badger ones are garbage. And advertising <laughs> tools are like a little bit of a cynical nod that it's just merch. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what floats your boat?
2: Well, I think that since you're so down on the charging badges, yeah. to have to take charging yes. badges, well, that's good, man. The, I think you're me. the you're
0: the first one to be bestowed with the uh, the charging badge badge. Oh,
2: that's really
0: cool. And, and I think you'd have to go back and uh, back to our back catalogue to find out what the story behind that was. But yeah, a very long way, I'll <laughs> very show. long way. Uh, <laughs> right, right behind you, you Michael. The there is ones. a
1: huge stack of uh, magic uh, charging badges uh, cards, which I think it's called charging badges. We changed the name so many times. <laughs> It's not called Charging Badgerism. Anyway, no, fairly, no, Rampage
2: I and Beaver, familiar, isn't that, that what it is? Actual card?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's garbage. It's totally yeah. garbage, but that's yeah. why we fell in love, you know. Uh, so the final question is, at home, your collection of board games, we ask this of everybody, mm-hmm. what is your system of storing the board games in your house or wherever?
2: Oh, I have a lovely set of cubes from Ikea. Ah, which yes. probably seen that everyone has a set of because... Oh, it's looking at. That. They're right behind me. I think yeah. IKEA is solely funded
0: by board game owners. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, they're just so perfect because you get your normal, you know, regular size board, like big box sort of thing, slips in exactly. Like they, I think they play with it. Yeah, Let's and go. so do you
1: have a, do you have a system for within the cubes?
2: Uh, well, so the bottom the bottom set of shelves, there's yeah. about four or five of them across, uh, that has folders of magic cards. Yeah, yeah, uh, which are okay. This is okay pre-sorted and organized uh sets of commons and uncommons you're sitting
1: with your back to the very same thing yeah uh
2: since uh zendikar yeah yeah basically onwards until about the return to zendikar basically yeah
1: you're out are you uh
2: yeah not so much anymore yeah like like, i still really like magic play it here and that mostly commander um yeah was in it when it was edh but yeah um still really like it but um uh, You've got a charging
1: badge, badge now, so yeah. you, you know.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you're back
1: in. Maybe I'll get back in. <laughs> so don't let us detract from the system of of, of board game oh, yeah, storage, true. though, because this is the important thing. You know, yeah. everyone's on the tip of their chairs. <laughs> Might have fast forwarded through the other stuff just for
2: yeah, this. That's it. Okay, so aside from that, um, then the next couple of shelves are all taken up by craft supplies. <laughs> okay. Uh, because as a designer, uh, it turns out that you need. A whole bunch of just junk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want bits and bobs. You want cans of like spray that stick things together. You want another can that takes them back apart when you make a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. four hundred pairs of scissors. Yeah, and it's the worst thing when you're trying to find where the, so you move. You're trying to find where the scissors are, and you need scissors to open the box. Yeah, hisy fits he over. I can't find. It you know, I can't yeah, find brilliant. my box
1: opening scissors. I need my. Oh, I need to need to find my nail grooming scissors. <laughs> No, I'm imagining things now. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're warming up to yeah. the games area, right?
2: Yeah. It's it's so above cool.
0: the craft supplies.
2: Well, the craft supplies are the game stuff. Like that's yeah. a lot of what I make is my own yeah, work yeah. At home. So I've got basically there's a whole cube itself just dedicated to things that I'm not working on right now. Yeah. A second cube dedicated to things I should be working on right now. And then another cube that's empty because it's the things that are done.
0: Oh, <laughs> Fantastic. So, well, that's what you want. You want the things that are done, Cube, to be empty because uh, that way you've got room for those up-and-comers. Yeah, the new stuff. Yeah.
2: So aside from that, then over on the other side, um, we've got all the big box games. So um, the one that keeps sitting on the very top is Dogs of War at the moment. got a chance to play it.
1: This, this is getting down to the, the boiling it down to the system that we're looking for. So what I think you're going to be saying is you have the frequency of play um, technique where it's the, the games that... Uh, sort of the, the, the cream rises to the top. The games yeah. that you play the most are at the top of the pile. Right down the bottom, that's where you know, the copy of Monopoly that your grandma bought you back in 1996 is is uh, sleeping.
2: Uh, it's Pokemon Monopoly, actually. Yeah. Pokemon Monopoly, <laughs> right?
1: Well, you get some points for themed Monopoly, don't you? Maybe. Uh,
0: it's actually got... Uh, unless it's, uh, what is it, um, Backstreet Boys Monopoly. Yeah, well, you get, do you get those? points off? For, yeah, um, right. <laughs> one
2: Direction Monopoly.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: Pokemon Monopoly, actually, though, side note, it has its own rules, so okay. it's actually got special abilities for each of the different Pokemon. So if you get certain dice rolls, you actually get to do something special.
1: I'd love to hear more about that, Michael. But yeah. you know, we've got standards that yeah. we <laughs> fall below. <laughs> on. Yeah, Look, you
2: live in my nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, no. So uh, aside you, from you, that, do, you
1: don't want to you don't want to leave us talking about Pokemon Monopoly. You know, what's what's what would you like? What's uh, the, the for your final comment from? Uh, uh, uh,
2: Far as Ordeals goes.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I was, just, I was, I was pointing to that because you might want to plug, plug a hand of Fate Ordeals. Go kickstart it, yeah? I get get behind to it. more about
2: the other shelves. There's still more going. There's still the other covered. Whatever you want to leave it's on, mike still the under, the, under <laughs> oh the rug, in the box. Under um, the rug. Yeah. yeah, no, no. There's actually, there was a few games that, well, basically now you get a game that comes in a tuck box and eventually the tuck box gets opened up and then it sort of Course. spills out. Yeah, under a rug. Yeah, um, yeah. Four or five of the cards.
1: Well, at least, you know, it keeps them from moving around. They don't shift anywhere with the oh, rug. Yeah, yeah. They mm.
2: just Get mildewy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, so uh, final thoughts is what we're at, is it? Yeah, yeah. If, if,
1: if, you, want, if you have any final thoughts. Otherwise, oh, okay. uh, we'll, well, how you'll be
0: immortalized from now on. This will be on your epitaph.
2: Oh, um, I was hoping to go out a little bit like Wolverine did recently, covered in adamantium. Oh. Or is that not what you meant? Uh, I haven't managed to see it, so not. Oh no, that's, oh, that's not the movie. No, 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 oh, okay. There's no spoiler. That's in the there. comic from. There's six no oh, spoiler. Right.
1: Yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet. No, no, really, that. And you still haven't seen it? No, movie? I tried the other weekend, but ah, oh, babysitters. Anyway, yeah. thanks for coming in, Michael. You've yeah. come a long way. You've come diagonally, the furthest distance from uh, across Australia to, to all the way into the, the Seven Hand podcast, <laughs>
0: and then all the way out here to the shed. Yeah. So. And yeah, so we'll, uh, oh yeah,
1: hopefully we'll speak to you later and at any time you have any other game out, we'll, maybe we'll do it by Skype, we'll be back in town, we'll do it all over again, hey? I'd love to fly over it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a short true. trip. <laughs> but no, it's
2: been really great guys, it's been really fun.
0: All right, no worries man, thanks, thanks for Michael. coming in. Cheers. Hey, that was good, that was a it was good a, chat. It was a great chat, he was a really easy person to talk to I found and uh, yeah. I think uh, had a lot of interesting things about his background, his, uh, his path into this board game industry
1: Yeah, that's what we try to hit off with some of those interviews is just like try to grab those details that, uh, or a bit of their life that um, people out there will be listening to this and go, hey, I'm living a similar life to that. I've got the same aspirations. Maybe I can do it. And you can because there's Michael Barantas has
0: has gone and done it right there. I think what's quite interesting is that a a lot of these game designers, I guess, I don't know, modern game designers, all have histories in the digital field as well. It's pretty so hard to a avoid lot of cross, these days though, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of cr- yeah. sort of cross-skilling. Um, but... Mm. I think we're here to talk about our little bit of experience yeah. of the game.
1: Hand of fate or deals. All right. So just in because like we've said before, we, we just got the prototype version this week. Uh, Matt's had a couple of uh, solo plays through. Yep. We just played it through there. That's on video. You'll be able to catch that around the place. Uh, our YouTube channel, which we never plug, that does
0: exist. It does. Yeah, you can find it. All yeah. our videos are up there now. And it'll
1: be on Board Game Geek as well. Yep. Uh, a bit of a time lapse to see how it looks as it's been played through. Probably about a two-minute long video. Um, but Hand of Fate itself, uh, Matt, what's the general narrative and objective of this game?
0: Well, we are adventurers who have been chosen to undertake the ordeals of Kalas, right. who is the character and the current owner of the game.
1: And is he, he's old. the same character that was in Hand of Fate, the video game as well, so people yes. are familiar with it they will know who yeah. that is.
0: I am not familiar with video games, so I had no idea who he was, but no. now I have, a, I have a very good idea. Uh, so... The game itself is an artifact that can twist reality and shape uh, shape it to whatever form Callus wants, essentially, mm. and uh, calling forth horrors and uh, ordeals for the adventurous to challenge to face. The place. challenges, yeah. yeah. So we're all sitting as adventurers. We're sitting before Callus, and he's this third person uh, in the room. Running the game or the AI, yeah. so to, in a, in a sense, and uh, for his personal entertainment, so where he's play things, which is uh, quite. That's something I'm very proficient. familiar with. Yeah, yeah. that's the way I live my life. <laughs> so yeah. we've given a we've given a trusty rusty axe and a very simple set of skills, and we have to then go out build into the world on their and... skills, go in the world, slay mm. things. In, uh, and, and face the three trials that have been put before us to become victorious so at that, that, that stage
1: it's very it 's very uh, familiar to uh, many other deck builders where you get your stock standard deck of cards to start with there 's a trade row that you 're using your um, a particular value yep. to uh, get those cards into your deck, and then you uh, intensify that deck over a period of time yeah, but this it. one has has got a massive twist in the fact that it, it sits in that world of hand of fate, and also now it's also got the dungeon crawler uh, kind of yeah. aspect to it and, as well, which is fascinating.
0: Yeah, which is is great. The uh, all the the cards that that you're trying vying for uh, are themed. So there are th- there are four basic character classes in the game. Yeah. So you can, uh, if you're playing with four players, each person take on one of those roles, and then sort of theme your character towards picking up those cards, whether they're warrior cards, uh, trickster cards, or, or adventurer cards. Uh, that's if you're playing collaborative, which is a one-to-four-player experience campaign. Mm. For uh, collaborative, you for need collaborative.
1: the extra... The you would expansion. need some extra things that come with yeah. the, the,
0: the main box set. But to play the competitive, all you need are, uh one, well, between two and three other chumps. And you can uh, start... Taking that, you know, giving, you know, dishing it out to each player, uh, messing with their deck while uh, improving your own mm. and gaining. And you fame. get that
1: from a lot of the locations that you visit. So you what we haven't covered there is like um, there's a the board is a super impressive. Oh yeah. Um, board the, the, I think that is almost like the main character of this game. Is that that's what draws you into this mm. game is because uh, it's an Ian O'Toole uh, illustrated game. He's a yep. local guy. We're hoping to talk to him that's on the right. show one day. Uh, I've, sp- I've spoken to him before. He's a really nice guy. Uh, and he's done a fantastic job with the art. It's very kind of like that bold uh, ink lithographic kind of yeah. vibe that you see from medieval prints and stuff. It's kind of like that kind of feel to it. But the big board that you get is a, very much like the table that's sitting in front of Calas, And it. those are the cards that have been played out. And in the centre part of that board... Uh, just below the trade row, you've got the town as the cards that fold out. The cards
0: that fold out, you've got, what, eight, play, eight locations altogether? Yep, yep, in the basic game. Eight uh, plus one of those is a uh, trigger card, which might be the, the for one of the bosses. So, okay, yep, Yeah. Yep. Seven seven locations and then one's a trigger. Sure. Uh, and they're turned face up, uh, face down. Before you, so you don't know where they what where what is where until you actually Hmm. go out and do the legwork and encounter them yourself. Um, And for that, you've got to have
1: uh, a resource
0: of the food to give you energy to go and and go to go exploring. Exploring. So that's the that's the resource for moving around the board. You can spend as much food as you have to move from location to location, stopping there to have a look, see what's there, and you can pass on by. The only thing you need to encounter. Uh, they 're actually all forced to. Encounter, yeah. force to encounter is an ambush card, yeah, so if you fall upon an ambush uh, you 've got no choice you have to fight
1: and then, there's a, and then on top of all that there 's a combat system as well so yeah. there 's a way where you get uh, minions that 'll attack you or you run into the jack the queen, the king they 'll yes. attack you as well, and there 's a system of, um, of of fighting back against those guys, so as the game progresses you 're wanting to intensify your deck, oh, okay. improve your character get better equipment so that by the time you're hitting these more difficult characters, you're able to take them on. And, uh, and that was one of the tricks as well, isn't it? The Jack, the Queen and the King. Yeah, It's In not just sequence. them. They rock up and they bring minions with them. You've <laughs> they gotta...
0: have this endless tide of, of, yeah. of minions that they can throw at you and throw them at you, they will. I think uh, it gets quite lethal when every time you get attacked by one of those bosses, there's a, there's a couple of... Well, guys up, to, up to, and it could be between uh, one, two, three, four extra minions, depending on how mm. the ca- how the minion cards turn up, because each one has a value, uh, and if the jack has a value of four minions with it, then you're looking at the combat value of the minions, and so you draw up to four. So you could have it can go over, yeah, yeah. it can go over. So you could play. Oh, if, for instance, if you were to play, draw three. Uh, a, a one value, a two value, then another two value, immediately your value of your minions is over has Over gone to five, yeah. So that, that's another way of intensifying the combat, which adds that.
1: It's it? interesting because when you look at the the, the, the main the, the main boss level guy, you can see what his value is or her value, yeah. and then you add on, you think, okay, there's going to be four value of minions coming, coming at me. You add the two together, you think, right, that's what I'm going to have to punch at. Yep. But then exactly that scenario you described can mean that you get a bigger value of minions and you don't get to kill the, the boss guy the way yeah. you thought you were going to. So
0: all of a sudden this turn that you thought that, yes, you were going to win, for the team uh we're all gonna go home happy
1: yeah no. it's thematic you know because that means that you know the minions did a better job you know they managed to bring the the, the tough sure. um king of scale uh, not king of scales but the uh the lizard or whatever his name is the two of scales or the, or the three of plague comes out and gets you yeah.
0: so there are four suits and each within each jack queen or king there are four versions of that boss one for each of the suits mm. so you you've got a one in four chance of turning up turning know, scales up big, yeah. or whatever, which is just fine across all of them. So you've got that varied boss level uh, thing yeah. happening. So you, you don't know from game to game which version of the boss is going to turn up and which combination of bosses is going to turn up uh, because you don't know until you actually turn over the uh, the encounter card, the ambush card. Which one, even what it's going to be? So there's a lot of hidden information here, which is great. But then there are ways of it makes uh, accessing you feel like it. you're
1: exploring and adventuring with your character, yeah. and you're, yeah. del- you're delving into the game.
0: Well, Travis playing with us, he on a few occasions managed to have the right card combination or use the right encounter ability to have a look, a sneak peek at some of those encounter areas. So he was able to hmm. confirm that, yeah, that's one we shouldn't go visit. Or Yeah, yeah the, that's, king that's there, not like the king wasn't there. We were trying so, to avoid him, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of extra information. but uh, And then you've got to try and retain that while trying to stay ahead of the game by planning your move, uh, your turn. Yeah, you advance. can definitely
1: strategize to increase mm. your character so you've got the best chance of beating the boss-level guy. The, All right, uh, you've got the the Kickstarter there I have, in front yeah. of you. So that... that Closed two or three days ago as we record. Nearly... Nearly five hundred
0: thousand dollars. So oh uh, four hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Wow. Pretty good. I think and it's what was the right target? It was like forty grand or something. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it was um, forty three something cents. something no. low. It was actually uh thirty thirty thousand dollars. So oh, they, wow. they, killed they really killed it. I think it's gone into as one of the most successful Australian Kickstarters no, good board games. Yeah. Um, so they've they've unlocked a lot of things. They unlocked the great miniature sculpts, so the ones in the prototype are just 3D printed versions of one sculpt so they unlocked uh, character sculpts for all the four main characters Uh, they've also gone and unlocked um, alternative sculpts for the uh, for Callus himself and for some of the other minions in the game so that you can encounter them Um, there's a neoprene version of the board so if you want that sort of rolled up compact board you can get that as an add on Sweet. Uh, there's also uh, some of the other bits of the game, like the the shards, token shards. Have yeah. been there's a metal add-on. Oh wow, um, the, the shards
1: look really are really cool. I mean, they just look Legend. like little chunks of me- uh of metal themselves. That are, it's really yeah. nice. That's oh, I I'd imagine there's Ian O'Toole, and there was another guy that did the art as well. I'm going to but it's 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 beautifully put together. And yeah. I, I'm not so sure if we've seen. All of the cards, either if we've seen just no. like a snippet of of what's coming we out. We have
0: not. And indeed, the ones that we have seen, there's a lot of uh, repetition in the artwork because it's a prototype version. So they're still unlocking mm. and, and uh, completing art assets as they were going. So, yeah.
1: Um, it's a, it's look, a lot of effort's gone into how this game's going to look. Yeah,
0: for sure. Look, I, I agree 100% with the, the the thematic feel of the game from the art design to a lot of those exploration mechanics mm. does give you that dungeon delve feel yeah, which is sure. uh, which is great. The now
1: so the the, the kickstarter is going to land they're estimating uh in November, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: from November. From November. Um, yep.
1: So hopefully we're going to see a, a, a retail I'm imagining because it's it's uh, been published to rule and make so they're probably going to have a, a retail uh, distribution of this. Obviously yes. we don't know what of the um the stretch goal stuff is gonna it, does it say if any of that sort of stuff is kickstarter exclusive or is it um is it, it looks like it could be a, oh, a there's chance a few, of like there a, is
0: definitely a few expansion pack add-ons yeah so those things tend to come out for retail yeah. afterwards yeah or at least or they're available from the publisher but uh, so we'll have, just have to wait and see on that one, I think.
1: Mm. Uh, the the print yeah. board sounds cool, but I'm thinking about it. I, the board that's in it is, is amazing. Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure the one that we've seen.
0: Yeah, there's is... campaign scenarios which have been added as well, so it adds a little bit more to that game if you're playing cooperatively.
1: That's what you were saying, wasn't it? The cooperative yep. one, yeah. When we were playing it the same we weren't aware of the cooperative nature of it being part of the expansion and, and we were saying oh, some of these cards would need to be like taken out uh, to be a collaborative game. And, yeah. I, and obviously that's what they're looking into.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, extra things that look like they've been added, uh, pain dice, um, some nice drawstring bags.
1: A uh, pain dice would be good. I mean, at the moment we're using a pain deck, you know, so yeah. you, you, uh, when you draw from the pain deck, you can get a, you can lose food, you can lose health, or you can uh, get a curse card, which is just like, yeah. you know, that traditional dud card that gets put into your deck. Oh. So as you're trying to intensify it, it's just a card that's worth nothing. So you draw up five, you've got two curses in there. All of a sudden, your hand's three.
0: I saw. I see in this game a lot of the other games that I really enjoy in the deck in the deck building genre, uh, Pathfinder, uh, ACG, um, Star, Star Realms, Realms yeah. definitely. Uh, and I, I, I love those games. So there are lots of things about those games that I see are familiar, which allows mm. me to get straight into it. The rulebook itself was we were used just using the. Um, yeah, the version so it was. that was on the Kickstarter. So it's not the final rulebook, which will be continued to be worked on, developed until that's a that's a fine oiled machine. I'm sure. Yeah, look,
1: the game. I mean, this is a like we said, we just had to go with the prototype yeah. copy. So there's lots of polish to be applied still to the game. But man, you can see the um, you can see the promise mm-hmm. in this game. It's 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 really looking cool. Like you said, there's those elements that you already know uh, of the deck builder, but then he's added in the um, the dungeon crawler. And the, uh, the combat system as well. So it's, it's really good fun. Uh, the, the, the combat, I, I kind of enjoyed the combat in that terms of that what I was talking about before, where you try to estimate whether you're going to have success or not, but then different elements can come out and trip you yeah, up. Yeah,
0: that's, that, that's a fun element. But it's also frustrating too, yeah. because this turn that you thought, oh, you're going to do a lot of good, uh, turn around and say, well, oh, I'm not going to be doing much good at all. Uh, how can I consolidate that and turn it into some sort of minor victory? And it might be whether, oh, I can I can actually purchase this card, this yeah, weapon, afterwards. which I can use, which I know I'll get to use later. Um, so th- you've got that to look forward to. I don't think we had too many turns where we just uh, weren't able to do something. I, I don't no, think no. that happened very often, which no. is good. Uh, so... Everybody was kept busy. I mean, if and anything, it's hard, it's hard to come as
1: well because I've had one playthrough <laughs> yeah, and you've had, yeah, solo, had a solo. so we you know, yeah. were all like, um, oh, you know the uh, like you <laughs> know the standard. What are the column and It's like the, the basic card that uh, you can buy. Yeah, the scout, the scout in, card, and in Mystic Vale, we we'll be talking about next month. They've got those. Um, uh, yeah, the, the land, uh, the, the special lands that it allow you to just get the more fertile soils, fertile yeah. soils, stuff like that. Uh, I thought they were overpriced. They should be two. So if you're listening, Michael, make them two. <laughs> <laughs> you but know, now, it's funny.
0: I thought the same thing. I thought maybe, yeah, that just a little bit.
1: And you know what? We're going off there. It, it was it's a hunch without any evidence uh, or <laughs> g- uh, of one game playthrough as well. No. So that's worth nothing.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed <clears throat> these playthroughs. I'm, I'm happy that uh, we've got some very high quality games coming out of Australia. Yeah, uh, it's uh, exciting and, and collaborative it's designers. It, you know, from from uh, Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole? Ian. Ian, Ian O'Toole. O'Toole. Oh, you've Going done Got the wrong person credit yeah. there. Sorry, Ian. Yeah, Ian's not uh, coming on the show now. He's, <laughs> he's blacklisted us. For the artwork. Um, Berantis for the game design. Uh, There's a the whole Defiant people, guys. Yeah, Define Games. Uh, for the initial concepts. Yeah, and it like maker
1: picked it up and supported it. Yeah.
0: So, so. I think that, that shows a great deal of promise for a future of Australian games design. So uh, if you haven't, if you missed out on the Kickstarter... Um, look out for this one to come to retail. Ask, I ask grandma
1: for it at Christmas time. She well, there you might go. Maybe she it. already
0: got it for you, but well, that would be fate. Wow, what a grandma. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. A cool grandma that goes on Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had one of those. <laughs> all right. Um, but anyway, so, yeah. That's, I don't think there's anything else to say. That's in a nutshell.
1: We're, I think all we can do is look forward to the end of the yeah. year, uh, seeing the final copy uh, and, and seeing how it rolls out. Uh, I, I imagine the rule book's going to look amazing as well because Ian will have his fingerprints all over that. Yeah. Or, look, or if, Peter, as you're calling him now.
0: <laughs> <coughs> all right, yeah, I'm going to probably wear it for that one. Um, yeah. If the if the rule book, if it all looks t- as well designed as it does in front of us as prototype, then it's going to look like an amazing game.
1: It it will. It will. There's no way that they're going to just like staple three bits of A4 together and, and scribble <laughs> each one out by hand. Not after the effort of the. On so second
0: forth. thoughts, let's remove all those really sweet cards that have the nice artwork and just oh, yeah. um, get kids to draw them.
1: All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's wrap up this. It's just a short grab of a show uh, and, and on Hand of Fate. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back after this. There's a little bit of information uh, and then we'll get out of here. Let's do it tweets and twos it's and twos however saying tweets and news new listeners um, so just quickly uh, yeah. N- next week we'll be back doing the uh, big game of the month show which is Mystic Veil vale. we'll yes. have a password for that and you can get 10% off that at all your good game stores right now it's Isle of Sky which is you walk into a good game store you say exclaim that it fell out of the sky it fell out of the sky and they'll give you 10% off Isle of Sky while stocks last uh, and remember, seven land hand uh, on the Facebook uh, to get uh, an entry and just put a comment on our game of the month post, and uh, you're in the running. Game of yeah. good games, good games HQ will draw a name out of the hat. Maybe it's yours, and uh, and you win the game. You, um, could be ex-
0: you could be the lucky winner. And well, we've got quite a few comments on there for this month too. So
1: there's a yes, lot of people in the, in the running,
0: hundreds and hundreds. Um, so we're going
1: to be we're going to be at supernova tomorrow, Matt. Yay,
0: hooray uh, I'm, uh,
1: I'm going to be talking creativity and games on stage somewhere With um, the guys from Level Up Dice And a couple other characters I haven't been introduced to yet
0: And I'm going to stand around looking pretty
1: Yeah, that's good we'll In have... my
0: Seven Land Hand uh, jersey
1: Well, I hope everyone was nice to us We'll have Seven Land Hand shirts on uh, We'll walk around a bit See if we can f- see some some friends I might Say try love. and talk to some people Yeah, let's do that And I uh, hope, hope, hope I don't make a, a fool of the show And at <laughs> least of all myself
0: <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, what else have we got? Um, anything else? Any other news?
0: Keep, uh, well, news. Uh, I went out and saw Objective Secured's uh, event the other week for uh, for oh, yeah. Bolt Action. Yeah, yeah. And so we've got a little bit of audio from that, which we'll slot in when the time is right. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, so, yeah, look out for that. There's there's lots happening in that whole 40K, 30K uh, yeah. Warhammer. Least,
1: least of all. I know I've used that expression twice now. Uh, 40 seconds of 40k with 40k. That's it, uh, and that's on our MTG show, which yeah. makes sense. I've been banned it? from that Magic the Gathering show. Here's your 40k segment. <laughs> anyway, that's that can happen. Um, oh, we we'll just have to wrap this up now with the theme thin so. tune playing away.
0: Mm. I, I think there's nothing else to say. Uh, I think Michael uh, said it all, or Barantis said it all. Yeah. So had it had run through the game. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. we we'll have to get. On. We'll have to get Ian in here and have a chat about yeah. how to draw.
2: And I'll try Peter
0: O'Toole as well. Is he alive still? No, I don't know. If he's not alive, then it's going to be a bit difficult. We might need a resurrection spell. No
1: no quiz this week.
0: (laughs) All right, everyone, good night.
1: Good night.